up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden File series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.26 The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 29. Harry contacts Murphy and gets her involved with investigating the impending attack from the airport. He and Susan then leave for Wrigley Stadium for the duel. All participants arrive, and the archive sets up the Death Stone for the Fight of Wills. The duel begins, and just as Dresden gains advantage, Ortega pulls a gun. He can't do that. That rat bastard! Gee! So yeah, gives Murphy a call, explains everything to her apparently short and simple, mm-hmm. and gets a dear god. <laughs> Can I summarize or what? <laughs> right, he asks her to find a list of any chartered planes leaving between 7 and 8.30. Uh, she lets him know that some detectives are looking for Harry to arrest him uh, for the questioning, thanks to Rudolph, our favorite. Our favorite, Rudy. Such a good little cop. Mm. Like, oh, by the way, remember that whole thing you had at the harbor the other day? Yeah, apparently they're still interested in that. <laughs> Weirdly enough, a man of your description. <laughs> They've decided now they want to talk to you. Yeah. So, uh, that was only yesterday. It's not like the cops have put this off for a long time. <laughs> that, that happened yesterday. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, yeah. Harry's pretty good about it because he takes advantage of this and tells, tells, uh, uh, Murphy. Murphy, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tells Murphy that, that she should hint to Rudolph of the, the record, um, off the record. Yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> yeah should, I'm just going to stop. Should, you take that one. Hint to Rudolph take it. of the record. Take it. <laughs> so in 1984, the Frantics put out an album. <laughs> Murphy suggests this record to Rudolph. <laughs> we went into a and d- a boot to the head. We went into a deep dive about the the Frantics. Frantics. After after last episode's Tanzan's little like. By the way, <laughs> insert only to find out the day. First of all, dropped it into our Discord nearly a year ago to the day, and yeah. on top of that. He got it from Battleground, which we all read, completely forgot about. Tanzan brought it full circle, so we're giving all the credit to Tanzan now, even though technically Jim Butcher did it three years ago. 
Well, we also figured out that it's Canadian, and <laughs> they are did. actually are making fun of Calgary. We thought they were talking about the Scottish Calgary, and we were going to take credit for ourselves, they were, but they're a Canadian. They, they were all group. sounding vaguely British in their skit, you know. So yeah, we thought this was going to be the UK reference to it, but no, probably they really not. were insulting us. Yeah. High five, guys! That one was for us. Yeah. <laughs> It's real. <laughs> okay, so speaking of... That group is probably from Edmonton. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> I don't know. They recorded their album in Toronto, so I have a feeling they're probably... Oh, they just hate everybody Toronto. that's yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. Them damn cowboys. Albertans. Ugh. Mortal enemy. <laughs> so, speaking of, Harry was at the docks yesterday. I like just all together, everyone listening, you guys here, let's do a real quick timeline all together. Oh, yes. I got some questions, okay? Chapter 18... They were at Max. That when, when was that meeting happening? Okay. Uh, they were supposed to meet at like between eight, eight and eight thirty. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's when Susan was coming to get him. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then they get to the hotel. They spend some time mingling and fucking around and running through the hotel basement. So, like, what do you think that puts us at? So the the, the original meet was supposed to be at quarter to twelve, mm-hmm. and then when Marconi runs into Harry, he obviously calls Anne and tries to bump it up a little bit. So. 11.30, 11.15, I don't know how much okay. he was bumping it up. Yep, sure, great. Then we're at chapter fucking 22, 21, 22, and we are un- underground, okay? So what do you think? Like, Harry's for, getting... For the mystery amount of time where he's strung up, that could be a day, well, could even be... Even yeah. hours pass, right? Yeah. So we're thinking he gets strung up maybe about midnight, and then hours, question mark, question mark, pass. Chapter 23, Shiro shows up, and they're escaping, and they're running, right? Yeah. Okay. Bail out the car with Susan, get inside the house, set up the defenses. Defenses are set to be up for eight hours. Harry thinks Dawn will oh my. erode those. What will we do to fill the time? A little bit sooner, okay? <laughs> February oh, wow, wow. <laughs> February 2005 in Chicago. Sunrise was about 7 a.m. So that means like maybe six hours that they spend having to be locked up, okay? They're free at 7 a.m. That brings us to chapter 25 when they leave. And head to McAnally's to get his car, and then presumably straight to Michael's after that? Yeah. They don't so say that they're running errands or anything like that. Want to talk to them, and then he goes to talk to Valmont. Shows up at the house, talks to Valmont, calls uh, Vincent on the phone. Vincent says, meet me at my hotel room at 2 o'clock. Yeah. So we're at, like, what, maybe 8 a.m., and he wants to meet at 2? No yeah. idea what happens in this period, but Harry left the house and was like, get your shit, we're going for a fight. Hey, Susan put the news on. He had donuts with Fort Hill. Okay. And he had a whole big thing with Anne. I'm sure that took a little... They had breakfast, okay? Okay, let's say we're at 10. Whole- <laughs> let's give him two hours for that, okay? We're at 10. Yeah. We're still four hours out from his meeting with with Vincent, okay? But as soon as he left the house, he was like, Michael, Sonia, let's fucking go to a fight right now. Get your shit. Get what you need for a fight, Right. Yeah. Whatever. So four hours. Who the fuck knows what happened in there or whatever like that. It took a really long time to drive across Chicago. Hey, you know what? He was was really upset after Anna. He spent a lot more time out there... Building that house before (laughs) Yeah, Maybe so. Yeah, he had a bang and a whole bunch of boards before he... We just got the condensed version of that conversation. (laughs) I don't know. Chapter 28, 2 p.m. We're at the fucking... And the reason that I say that 2 p.m. has got to be firm is because Vincent is not hanging out there because he's got his own real hotel to be staying yeah, at or the monster has his real own underbelly to be hanging out in, right? Yeah, I, monster. We did that chapter already, so he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it now. Point is, is that either way, we know that there was no reason for the real Vincent or the real Cassius to be living in that motel room outside yeah. of meeting Dresden for yeah. either version of the cover story, right? So why would he be there earlier than two? So two o'clock, okay? He's supposed to meet Ortega at sundown. 
It's not 2 p.m. even in February, Chicago. And I know we had this we conversation. Did, yeah, we did figure we out. We did that figure it was, out it what, probably 6, wasn't 18? eight or nine. It could be more like five or six p.m., which is okay. It yeah. does February, February short. Chicago, you said. I'm willing to admit that we gained back a couple hours there too. And yes, he does also mention that he went and fucking got Taco Time or whatever the fuck it was on his way between his house and Taco Bell. No name, yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. That no name taco fast food place. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Burger King, can Okay. <laughs> oh no, I'm putting advertisements in it. No, that, um, this is what I'm saying though. Is like I don't want to advertise for Taco Bell, but I'll advertise for Taco Time. Taco Time's way better. Fuck you, Taco well, Bell. Yeah, because it, the Taco Time's here. Some of them, the, the Cantina ones, actually serve you beer and yeah. wine. Yeah. Although it was really funny because where <laughs> was it? Mucho Burrito that we were at the yeah, other day. Yeah, we were at Mucho Burrito. And they had a whole thing, and they were like, it, uh, they had a cooler full of alcohol and a big sign on it that said "Not for sale." And we're like, how? I'm like, is that just for like the? Because obviously, obviously it was one of the, I, I don't know, or maybe it's the time of day or something. Like, I don't have a clue, but I was just like, is this just for like the staff to be like, sorry, we have, we're you, getting our you first guys Chipotle. didn't have any, but. Chipotle's coming to Calgary. Oh, really? Yeah. Chipotle's great. I'm sorry. Is it? Yes. Is that the place that's not allowed to be open on Sundays for church? No, that's a Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Oh. Yeah, we don't oh. like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is okay. the real religious one. Yeah, okay. they're, they're pretty homophobic. I can't remember okay. if that's... Uh, you said in Canada or just here? Here. Because I was going to say, I feel like, did we go to here. one in B.C.? That might have been a different. Like oh, I don't know where a, if it's anywhere else. And they're letting yeah. American stores come here. Target, <laughs> which like lasted six so, months. Target lasted it, like a Bed Bath and Beyond. I was so mad about this. My boss was talking about this like in March. Don't tell me they're going. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> oh, so I like And they're not I accepting hope, gift cards. I don't. You, yeah, I hope you don't have a gift card because I forget exactly the date, but something oh. like they were selling gift cards up until like March eighth. And then, like on March 9th, they just they announced Stopped they were going like cards. bankrupt, and you could, yeah. I'm like, that's bullshit. So I'm like, I get you don't want to tell everybody that's and like too bad. make they the news. Bass kitchen stuff. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Gadgetry. I thought they were pretty popular here, but yeah, I'm like that to me is the rudest thing ever. That I'm like you shouldn't. And Nordstrom's like, also gone now. Yeah, yeah. Amazon's killing everything. Mm, yes, goodbye everyone. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Ugh, rude, but and yeah, that whole delivery I'm like, thing. I'm sorry, you bought a gift card that should should be honored. If you saw a product totally. on the shelf, I should be able to use my gift card. Hundred percent. Because you didn't, they didn't you already got the money. From the, exactly. Bitch. It's like they hadn't closed the stores yet, so it was like even if I don't want your shitty but shower really, curtain, at that point, just start stealing. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> what are they gonna do with their inventory? <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, right. I mean, ship it down to the American stores. We didn't finish the whole point about like the six p.m. Sorry. Bringing it back to the I don't know what you guys said to derail me, but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> tacos. We talked about tacos. <laughs> Listen, point is, is that whatever the fucking timeline is, is like certain things got like 18 things happened in the span of one hour. And then there was like three hours where Dresden just like stared at a wall. And it was like, <laughs> like that NPC character. Sure would be cool if I could take a nap right about now. I don't really use one of those. Like, Ooh, too bad I am so busy. <laughs> like, yeah, like the timeline in this, in kind this of section of the book is so crazy. It's really weird sometimes. Yeah. I, I and also like, it's been 11 chapters since we last mentioned Ortega. 11 chapters pass from the meeting at McAnally's to the duel at Ringley. But it's like the next day. It, not even. <laughs> <laughs> the meeting was at 8 p.m. and apparently sundown is like 6 p.m. So like 22 hours has passed. Wow. I said the next day. I didn't say fully 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. But still, my point but is yes, like. Yes. It's like, less than 24 hours. And, and yet he only was actively doing anything for like four of those hours. Plus another seven where he was like fucking sleeping around with Susan. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was gonna say he was probably pretty active for a few of those hours. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, sure, they glossed over that's, some. That's of it, not but a I'm, lot of recharge time. If, if, no. if Dresden's got any, any pent uh, up? No, but I was gonna say if he's. Uh, oh God, how do I want to phrase that? He's got. I don't know. Not what I was gonna say, but any stamina at all. It definitely took longer than. It took to read that, so you know, I'm like if it was over that fast, sure. Susan would not be mourning the loss of Dresden that much. So you know, assume that they filled their hours that evening. But <laughs> my point is, and I understand that even if you take into account like what I'm sure traffic in Chicago must be fucking horrible. Yeah, I, I'm still like, what is going on with this timeline, Butcher? I have questions. <laughs> Yeah. To, to, yeah, and again, like, leaving the house right now because Murphy's like, you don't have time to spend at your house. Like, he got home, he called Murphy, and he's Yeah, like, it's like, you got five minutes to get the fuck, get out, the of there fuck out of your house, right? And we know that he wasn't home beforehand because he had to still run around his house and grab all his shit, so we know that he didn't yeah. call Murphy last. Because <laughs> he was, yeah, he just went out with Michael and Sonia over right? to... To Vincent's and, and then, then immediately this place. chapter is Susan pulling up in a car and driving him directly to Wrigley. So it's like, yeah, I, I just <laughs> I find that's not uncommon sometimes for me in books. So sometimes I'm really like, how like yeah, it feels like this was supposed to take so. Or even in TV shows, it'll do that. It'll be like daytime, and then all of a sudden, the, like the next scene, it's like nighttime. And you're See, like, like oh, okay, this is later that day. And then you'll go back and it's daytime, and you're like, is this the next day? There, there's Why times. <laughs> there's times when I'm not as curious about it. But when you're specifically like, this book has referenced the time so many times. It's like, we're going to meet here at 8, we're going to meet here at 2, we're going to meet here at 4, we're going to meet here at sundown, we're going to meet here at sunrise. It's like, right. Butcher, do you know how many hours pass between all these times? Like, uh, maybe all he's done is walk... Maybe All he's done is watch the doc and then went back home. And then he like, <laughs> went to McDonald's and then he went back home. And then he went to McAnally's and then he went back home. And then he went to the hotel and then he went to underground and then he went back home. And it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he must take micro naps places because like he can't really function otherwise. Like, oh man. Well, he he was passed out for a while when mm. Nikki grabbed him. He was passed out for <laughs> a while. Season, yeah. After Susan grabbed him, he was you know he th- those are his micro naps when he gets knocked unconscious. And I mean, just these are his files. He's just omitting and I. T- a cat nap. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny, yeah. It's like he's like, I'm myself cooler. I'm not gonna mention that I fell asleep on the bus. I've been stoked. Wait for fourteen days. Can I borrow the sewing room? <laughs> how many times? How many times has he- Dresden like you know like Charlie Brown himself or like step on the rake and he's like, well, I'm not writing that fucking down. <laughs> and then like we're gonna get like Morgan's yeah. files and it's gonna be like this dumb bitch has slept eleven times. He keeps walking into tree branches. Secretly, he looks really ridiculous. <laughs> And a duster and everyone else was like oh my god why but he's like I look so cool I'm so cool <laughs> oh that's just a general person <laughs> we all do that <laughs> not me I really look cool every time <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> she says in her friend's hand knitted halter top which is fabulous not- it looks so good right if I just don't move quickly, my boobs stay inside of the halter top. <laughs> That's the key, folks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure Harry was saying as they were leaving Vincent's too that like he was like scrunching down in the corner and closing his eyes while they were busy having a laugh about the right. So I'm like, he, you know, he did because like but they stood around, they stood around Vincent and gloated for a really long time, <laughs> an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> So They're still outside leave. the hotel, like, like this fucker trying to make it across the street. They're yeah. lying quarters down every couple of feet. <laughs> Ready? Here's that ten cents you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond the string. Come on, come on. 
I almost got it. Oh, I almost got it. Oh, did that piece of glass hurt? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that Michael was like, maybe omit this when you write down your case. <laughs> How many people would know that happened? Ivy doesn't need to know that about me. <laughs> uh, Michael, your uh, halo is a little rusty there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went for a steak sandwich is really what they actually did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, supposedly they are getting to this big, scary, empty stadium. Well, actually, no, they have a nice moment. We haven't even with... hit there yet. I think we, yep. were, we started Susan pulls this... up. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. He finds his old canvas duster because that hides a gun better. And he can't be without really. Like, and, he, and he's like, it makes me look cool. Well, cooler. Maybe. I wonder if like, Butcher <laughs> was halfway, halfway through writing this and he's like, oh, yeah, he's got the canvas one still. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. So yeah, just cause, okay, that's why we haven't seen it before. We've been in, like, jean jackets and, like, squalt. You know, it was like, okay, because he took it and, like, packed it up and put it in a, you know, it hasn't been, like, readily. Because I was like, why didn't you just substitute that out in the first it's got, place? got, like, bullet but holes and like blood to, stains on it still. I'd like to imagine even more that Butcher was just sitting in his house. He's like, what's in my closet? Squall jacket? He's wearing a, what do I have? Jean jacket? And then eventually he's, like, at home trying to shove, like, his Nokia brick. And he's like, this won't even hide my son. He's not getting a gun in this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He finds the canvas done. <laughs> well, right. and it's a good finale kind of thing. Near, near mm-hmm. the end of the book, he's got to have his, his right. His mojo yeah, exactly right. It's gonna be the big bad showdown. You gotta have the big bad wizard and the whole yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you can't have the western showdown win through his <laughs> jacket with if it's a denim like. <laughs> A fleece line denim. <laughs> Every cowboy romance novel in the world Canadian is judging tuxedo. you right now. Well, Canadian tuxedo just doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> no, it, with, without the canvas duster, you don't have not you don't have not right. cover for your books. Right. So he, he goes outside and, and he's picked up by Susan because apparently Martin declined to assist, uh, but Susan has answered the call at least because she's like, "Yeah, fuck you, bro." Yeah. Uh-uh. Apparently, Martin has better things to do, and mm, so do you, Susan. But Susan's like, mm, screw you, Martin. I'm going to go help Harry. Take a look at my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one I don't have. <laughs> um, so they have a little chit-chat, and she's all like, are you fine? And he's like, oh, I'm fine. She's like, you don't look fine. And he's like, no, it's okay. He's like, actually, I'm glad you weren't there. And Susan's like, why? Oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're a girl. Yeah, yeah. A chauvinistic pig beating up boy, beating up bad guys is a boy thing. Yeah. Chauvinistic pig. Yeah, I get it from Murphy. She's a bad influence. <laughs> like you're just like because Murphy would have kicked you in the knee, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm. <that. laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a cute moment. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and in a book that is sorely lacking, Murphy, I appreciate it. Right. Right. Yeah. A little call to. Little, yeah. And I think also just to point out here that Murphy was able to tell him that the cops were on her way there. Wasn't she put on sabbatical yesterday too? Has that already been erased as well? Oh. Oh, I guess that was why. Cause yeah, I think I had before, in the garbled one. I'd made the point that he calls on like her personal cell phone. I was like, Dad, was that just to make sure he gets a hold of her? Just to be right. She's like, because she's, she's grabbed. She's she got the banker's box. She's, and she's putting her shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> she still got her police banner radio. Like, come on. I like, guess every so. psycho Tom, Dick, and Harry tunes into that. You think Murphy's not, and and oh, knows what all the side channels are. Because didn't she have access from her home for her, her home PC? Well, to, that's like, the thing we were questioning files? about how she was able to look up the cell phone information after she'd been right. taken off the case, right? But 
you know, you're happen? supposed to turn yeah. in your badge and your gun, okay? No one said anything about the police radio scanner. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, and, and the cell phone thing for sure, if you've got friends, or exactly, yeah. like, if you can't get your butt. But, yeah, I was going to say, I could see her, something like that, where they're just doing it. I could see, yes, definitely, her having some kind of... She's allowed to be in the office doing paperwork for other cases. Yeah, well, well, actually, that's true, too. She wasn't necessarily, she was just taken off this case. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very likely, too, that she's still at work doing so. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. But it just right. seems like, you know, problem. yesterday you were taken off this case and you're like, by the way, Harry, you're about to be arrested in part of this case. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if it's like my office place. They gossip all over the place whether they're supposed to or not. I'm like, I feel like it's, it's kind of like how when you mark like fragile on like postal or like delivery things and they're like don't do that because the guys just like boot your shit across the warehouse and laugh (laughs) if you mark it you know what I mean I'm like I feel like it's like the more sensitive it is you know like lawyers and doctors and police like and they're probably like the worst gossips and talking about like every fucking weird case and weird thing that's going you know what I mean (laughs) that's fair that's fair I'm like you should hear some of the shit that's been going on around my work lately and it's really not that interesting a place (laughs) I'm like I can only imagine what SI has your work is set in a town that doesn't even get to be called the city like that's what a hamlet no no no, we're a town oh okay wow congrats good job we are a town we are not a hamlet but um yeah there's all kinds of drama going on there with like the 20 people the 20 people that live there (laughs) but uh it happens when you shit where you eat i guess yeah that's Mm. a little bit what's going on but anyways (laughs) um so so they make it to an empty Wrigley State Stadium, and there's like the greatest passage. I, I loved how this was written. The wind sighed through the stadium, gusting, whistling, and moaning. Twilight had fallen, and the unit street lamps cast spidery shadows over the lot. Darkness gaped in the arches and doorways of the stadium, empty as the eyes of a skull. Thank God it isn't too creepy or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like. It, a little bit it almost seems like it's like a good little foreshadowing so moment that, like, yeah you know right again it, death. it mm-hmm. gives you that and it's true because like if you've ever you know like there is such a hugely different feel between like a stadium convention place when it's full of people and there's an event going on and something like this when it's like you know you have to be there because it's not i'm like it you know or like being like exact at, same thing as being in a school school hours. yeah it's like there's just something very wrong about it right and, like it's just weird these places shouldn't be empty and- so anything you want to say about doctor who <laughs> Apparently you haven't seen that episode, so... I've probably seen it, I just don't remember it. I remember that episode, yeah. Yeah. We're having an awful sense of deja vu today. (laughs) I feel like we've tried to record this before. (laughs) Apparently Rose thought the teacher slept at school, you know, it's just... Yeah. So, um... But yeah, but you get this beautiful scene where, where, because the other car pulls up, like Ortega and his buddies pull up, and and Dresden's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge you. He's just, again, this is where Dresden likes to live up to the hype, like really lean into the whole like wizard stereotype that he's talked about before. This isn't even wizard. This is like classic Western duel description that happens here. The wind caught my coat and it blew it back enough to show the gun on my hip. But now and again, like... Yeah. And then really, not only like, that, he's got that, like, he's wearing a silk, he's wearing a silk shirt and battle defense. Like, that's... I know. <laughs> but Susan brings out the dramatic in him, though, right? right? Like, Murphy seems always so quick to shut him down, and Susan's always like, ah, yes, you are a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fighting well, machine. Does, right? She's like, got the Oof. canvas, leather, duster, blood. Right, well, it is, this is totally the OK Corral moment where they're like, <laughs> do you, 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 do you
He's, except it's that second beforehand, because he's like, this is where he's not even facing down his opponent yet. This is when he's like, you're not even worth me looking at you. He's like, he's staring at this big, empty, skull-socketed stadium and letting the wind blow back his hair. And he just stands there tall and imposing <laughs> just, with his wizard like staff. And <laughs> <laughs> but yes, exactly. And it's, yeah, because then Susan comes up to be the little sidekick, also superhero standing beside him while the... She's like, that's a good look. Good look. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I Our, think they're worried back there. <laughs> Tega's driver is about to wet his pants. Yeah. Say the nicest things. All right. <laughs> so yes, it's this lovely little posing moment of the yep. superhero whole kind of yeah beautiful and i was gonna say can you imagine that poor ortega here has like gone from like the top bad like in the first chapter of this book it's like ortega shows up out of the blue and is like hey we're gonna duel and harry is like with the book 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 and you think okay here's the big plot here's the big baddie he's got and you're like a second later, and it's like, no, I don't have time for you and your shit, Ortega. This is, and this is the craziest thing to talk on now that we know the whole story with Father Vincent is that Father Vincent and the Fallen got the drop on Harry right away as well. They didn't show up late to the game. He walked on stage with Ortega. Yeah, Those other fuckers were there at the same time. They yes. were on Harry's ass both right away. You're right. He he. Yeah. It wasn't just Ortega that was no, the he, biggest baddest thing in the room. Chapter one. It wasn't. He was just yeah the only one that introduced himself yeah. at that time. But yeah, you're right. He would have already been impersonating him because they nailed yep. him like right away right. When, he, when he. They got him at the airport. They got him at the yeah. But in in Italy, they got Father Fort Hill at the airport. It, or no, no his no, body no. was sorry. His body was in Chicago. Yes, because. Yeah, and it's yes. not Fort Hill. Stop yeah. trying to kill off Fort Hill. <laughs> I, don't know. I know he's the most prevalent priest in this series, but every time you keep saying they killed Father Fort Hill. Can only be one father, father in my Fort mind. Hill. <laughs> it's a damn person. Yeah, I'm like, poor Fort Hill. You've just trashed his reputation. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yes, because yeah, because Butters had that case. That's how Harry's yes, So yeah, as soon as he got off the plane. So. <laughs> so yeah, so now Harry's just like, I am just, yeah, I just. Yep. Don't have time. This yeah, you are nothing you, now. You are. You are. Talk to the hand. Yeah. Talk to the staff. I got I you know. covered. <laughs> yeah. So, so while they're standing there, uh, there's an, an annoyingly loud car <laughs> with a booming sub that comes screeching to a halt. Parks diagonally across like <laughs> several spots. Good thing it's empty and there's nothing going on. And it's As- none other than. In another sports car, not the same sports car he showed up in last night because the race have all kinds of money. Because he's got variety. Yeah, he's like, I have a different white sports car. This is my dueling car. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He gets out and it's totally hot boxed. This is my. I'm the second. To the duel, if I was actually in the duel, I'd have a different car, yeah. but this is my, I'm only the second in this and duel. And also only in February. I'd have a different one if this was March. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the convertible, if it's, yeah. So, yes, and yeah. <laughs> like, totally hot box. Yeah, yeah. And Harry's like, it wasn't cigarette smoke. <laughs> but he's such a card. Also, like, like wearing <laughs> a Buffy the Vampire Slayer shirt, and he's just loaded. And drunk Under. driving. Yeah, he doesn't Thomas. have a driver. Oh, he's yeah, driving Thomas. himself. Bad Thomas. <laughs> Bitch. That part I can't approve of. No. Just <laughs> because your vampire is going to live through it doesn't mean anyone else will. Yeah, right? It's always the other people you hit that. But yeah, Imagine enough. if he gets in an accident, he just fucks his way out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be an orgy, yeah. You're right, Literally, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're still alive here. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but yes, yes, that was one of my favorite parts first time around reading this book. When he gets out of the car in a Buffy t-shirt, I was like, yes! <laughs> That's how you really feel. Like, shows up to a duel in a vampire slayer shirt. But true, so right? perfect. Yeah, yeah, nothing better than yeah. <laughs> no better way to declare sides. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because the whites, other than 
anybody getting a stake to the chest is not good for people, but you know. Stick to the chest? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm <sighs> but you know, that's even more of a thing for like the reds than the whites kind of a thing, right? So it's just even that much more. It's not even like, you know, making fun of your own thing. You know, it's not like. Ortega showing up in a buffy D. Yeah, it's just even funnier that Thomas is like, ah, ha, ha. And yeah, and he's all happy to see everybody. All <laughs> the hairy horses. Which I love. And it's I was going to share this, but yeah, Ortega <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> Fuck herself's bottle out. But I have to say, we haven't seen Thomas since the gala. And this is the only thing I'm like, shouldn't they still be? I mean, obviously, I love Thomas. And this is brilliant. And I don't think I immediately thought of this at the time. But I was like, um, yeah, shouldn't you guys still be kind of pissed? Because he's still responsible. He didn't, you know, Susan didn't trip out. And, like, Thomas kicked her out <laughs> into the... Boot to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna be old for me. I was gonna say I was like free filler rambling challenge. Stop <laughs> quoting one thing. <laughs> Five books from now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the issue when we get to battleground. It'll be relevant again. <laughs> we know at least twelve books from now. <laughs> we just gotta keep the hype up for the next twelve books. <laughs> we can oh, do we it. Can we do can do it. it. We can. <laughs> I have faith. But yeah, that's what's even worse, though, is that I'm pretty sure she had his back to him because she was busy guarding against him. Like, it wasn't even a boot to the chest. He literally, like, kicked yeah. her in the back. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bye, bitch. Or, yeah, and yet they're all like, hey, nice to see you. How's it going? You know, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I would think at least Susan, like, Harry, too. But You're allowed to sacrifice someone else's girlfriend if it's to save your own girlfriend, okay? <laughs> oh, okay, and then that said girlfriend that was sacrificed is like, oh, okay, you did it for Justine. Okay, that's I fine. Mean, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I guess. I guess it's fine. I guess. But anyways, yeah. So, yeah. No booze for them. Right. This is I just this is the comedy of this moment where, where Kincaid pulls up in this clown car golf cart thing with a light on the top of it to, to like, <laughs> bring all these participants inside. See, that's not... It's like, not the fact that it's a clown car and that he pulls up in a golf cart. It's the fact that everyone gets into the same <laughs> one golf cart. Like, like, okay, that's, that's just how badass Kincaid is, though. That, like, dude can show up on a fucking golf cart and, and nobody's going to say boo to you know? like, Golfers oh, only have situations. four seats. The whole situation is just lovely and ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's set up like a Western duel yeah. at first. And then, and like, the one person that's somber is, is Ortega that he's, like, taking everything super serious. Everyone else is just like... Meh, whatever. It's true, yeah. No one else gives a fuck about this. Thomas is like, oh, who cares? Yeah. I gotta show up to this shit all the time on behalf of my dad. And Harry's like, way worse shit has happened. Who gives a fuck about you? And Susan's just like, well, whatever, you know. I'm just here to, like, observe, I guess. <laughs> and then we got Kincaid. Honk, honk. Yeah, it is. Okay, in all fairness, he does say it's a mix between a golf cart and, like, a compact car. So I'm guessing it's more like one of those, like, universal studio, like bench golf do, do you know train ones like the Austin has. Powers where they've got that weird thing yeah. that like stuck. <laughs> yeah. that's what I see with it I don't think that had many seats in it either though still four seats someone could sit on the back bench you get that little back thing they have to go backwards yeah, so. yeah I don't really get that reference <laughs> either Austin way Austin Powers has like a 37 point turn in a very narrow tunnel in a golf cart uh, okay 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 yeah 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 it's a little ridiculous like it's like yes. them showing up in my car okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, so I don't know. Apparently, it has enough seats for seven or eight people or whatever. I just think, like, you know, it could have been much more like and they're sitting on each other's laps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Susan must be on Harry's one. Susan, please let me be a gentleman. Just you can sit here. But also, Harry be the kind of douchebag that'd be like, a seat for the lady and make like Ortega walk. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Thomas is just like, I'll just sit on your lap. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, Thomas is in Harry's lap. Thomas is pretty enough. Nobody cares whose lap he's sitting in either. You know? Yeah, exactly. Somebody's actually King, jogging behind it. Like, is like, you can sit up here with me, Thomas. The two vampires could have easily walked, okay? They could have been there in a second. Vroom, super speed. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, too, where Kincaid is all like, where's the old man? And he's like, gone. Yeah. Went to the bench. Like, nice bench. <laughs> yeah, so, he approved. Yeah. Clearly, it's okay that Which he's brought again, a new second. Mildly surprised that Susan doesn't give him like a smack upside that, like, excuse me, Kincaid. Like, <laughs> this is a tense situation, okay? But, yeah, Susan's like, it's okay, I'll take the call. <laughs> Susan's okay with a little, little objectifying once in a while. <laughs> Either way, though, the she, new she, second she, she, she knows approved. she looks good. She's she, like, she, yeah. she, well, I was gonna mm-hmm. say the first time we met her, she was like, you know, people would have looked down my shirt by now, Harry. Like, so we already know that Susan was like, okay, playing that card if it got her what she wanted. So I guess, yeah, yeah. she's she can't really complain the same way Murphy does about. So yeah, so they all pile into the clown car. And then he drives them up to the home base. Field. <laughs> no home base. Pitcher's Mound. That's what it is. Pitcher's Mound. Right. I love baseball. <laughs> Pitcher's Mound and home base the same. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Make for a really easy game, I think. You know, baseball is an American sport and I'm not American, so I'm not allowed to know the rules of the game. Isn't, isn't this whole contention thing like isn't this the whole um oh for god's sakes it was something clever i'm sure no but i uh, it was a brilliant word but isn't this the whole thing on whether canadians or americans invented baseball no canadians invented basketball Basketball. i know that but there isn't a thing with i thought there was a thing about maybe it's just who invented the baseball because i know there's a whole thing at the civil war or something like that I don't know if it was the independent or the civil war and somebody played baseball at a thing with a cat or no thing with a cat oh god <laughs> can't and the first ever recorded baseball game in canada was played in beachville on june 4th 1838 no not canada the u.s one. Oh, i thought you said you were trying to give canada the credit we invented basketball and lacrosse and we take credit for hockey oh lacrosse man we the natives we still much more from. brutal than lacrosse it is. used oh. to be boom yeah. And apparently we also invented wheelchair rugby. And apparently we are taking credit for baseball. Are we? That's what this website is saying. Huh. They're saying take the credit Thank for baseball. It may be an incredibly popular sport in the United States, but you do know the Canadians helped in developing the rules for the game. Baseball was originally brought to North America by the influence of English rounders and had grown popular before the American Civil War. One of the first ever recorded baseball-type games in Canada was played at Beachville, Upper Canada on June 4th, 1838. There you go, Civil Seven War. Seven years later, the New York Knickerbocker rules, the New York game rules, were introduced. It is believed their American friends leveraged Canadian rules and made changes for their baseball rules. Baseball was officially introduced as a medal sport in 1992 for the Olympics. I guess we invented baseball and the Yankees stole it and put their own twist on it and took credit. We're shocked. Give it a Like Superman. So I thought I knew nothing about baseball, but I do know that home plate and the pitcher's mound are not the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever watched a single baseball game in full, but I really like those banana beach boys. There's banana beach boys? What? Yeah, there are banana beach boy baseball players. I feel like we... Savannah Bananas. Oh. They're super fun on socials. Okay. Okay. Oh, hey. Look I them up. Check that mm-hmm. out right away. 
But if it's not if it's not a guy in a yellow suit dancing on a baseball field, then I don't know anything about it. Mm. Gotcha. Speak, okay. Speaking of suits, so the archive comes comes out and she's holding a little box. It, she wore a dark dress with no frills or ruffles and a gray cape held closed with a silver brooch. And this totally, I, I have visions of her being a hobbit because <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> because she's got the silver brooch and a, and a cloak or like the the capey the cloak cape thing. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just, yeah. See, and here I picture like this very British, you know, no nonsense conservative. And don't don't make me think of hog Ivy as a hog. Like don't Ivy's part. See, I just have it's like the same thing as like the wizard's robes, you know, like you wear your muted professional. Yeah. I mean, I get more like I, I do picture like the half cape for a woman or a girl or you know. Well, it's, it's just because it's a cape I, and, and like, a silver I, brooch. Like that's the yeah, fellowship right there. I get you, but could no. you imagine the size of those Mary Janes? I do know. <laughs> do, not, do not give Ivy big hairy Hobbit feet. Okay, that is just no. I mean, as long as the Hobbit's wearing shoes, you're fine, right? <laughs> they still have big feet. Disproportionately. Ivy is not a troll doll. Ivy is not a troll doll. Tell the other. She's a hobbit. Bad, bad. No, I refuse to have that. No, I'm. Thank God, I am like 20 years into the Dresden file. Do you have any artists out there? Can somebody draw and, this for me, please? And, and Ivy is firmly cemented in my mind. <laughs> you cannot change me now. <laughs> okay, what did the hobbit say? I, I, Ivy is going to. Ivy is potato. <laughs> Tansen's fucked now. Ivy's coming for her. <laughs> As long as she doesn't write it down, we're good. <laughs> Dan, uh-huh. no. Now who's a fool for not taking notes, huh, Dan? <laughs> add here, what, Ivy has sense of humor. <laughs> Ivy has the best sense of humor ever. Listen, if she tolerates dreads, then she'll tolerate us. <laughs> Can you believe these bitches? You, oh, man. She said I had big feet. Rude. He's like, I was only seven. <laughs> You're bullying a seven-year-old right now. <laughs> it's okay. I have I'm Hobbit feet myself. I'm still a human girl. Yeah. I have feelings too. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So she comes out to the pitcher's mound <laughs> with her little box and pops it open. And Dresden's really the only one that reacts. <laughs> mm, I'm about to lose my Taco Tacos. Bell. <laughs> no. <laughs> but taco time. My bicho burrito. My... Chipotle, I don't know what kind of. <laughs> He's the kind of a Mexican pizza guy, I'm sure. Ew. Oh, they're good. Mm. They're great. They're great. Just have a burrito. I don't think I can have an opinion. I don't think I've ever had a Mexican pizza. Yeah, it's. But just saying. It's like a flat taco with. It's a flat taco. It's really that's it. It's a flat taco. <laughs> that's what, just what pizza is. Cut and four. It's a flat. Yeah. It is a pizza. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> whatever, whatever he had. Oh my god, she has a scorpion. Did you know Harry's triggered by those? One tried to kill him once. Well, this one doesn't fare very well. Uh, and what tried to kill him once? A scorpion. Oh, a scorpion. Sorry, I was, yeah. Yeah, 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 really. But she probably has an ex-girlfriend that's a Scorpio. That's like... <laughs> Scorpion, but it's okay. You finished with Scorpio. So this is the thing: is like, I know that scorpions are a problem in certain states in America. Yes, like Arizona, Arizona, yep. and other hot, hot places. Yes. You've got like, like 
like flies and things. They manage to get in the door just easily, I guess. Like Oh, you'll find them problem. in weird, weird places. Like I hear shoes they, are really they, bad. And there's palm trees in Arizona too, so they'll they like, like hide in the husk. So if there's like, a, de- right. a dust storm that comes through, you, you have to be careful because they, they there could be things. flying scorpions. So I'm just wondering is like <laughs> scorpions also just wander around Chicago. They're just really easy to catch one all the time. Like here's a scorpion, there's a scorpion. I think it's purely for the creep factor because I think yeah. Harry makes a point of like who the fuck has scorpions around, but he's like when he's talking about Victors, not Vincent's, not Four Hills. When he's Victors, because he's like, yeah, he's like, they're just creepier because they're all clawy and scratchy. So he's like, they're mm-hmm. good for dark magic because they're just uncomfortable and gross. See, it all makes sense now if he's got a Scorpio ex girlfriend. Very, <laughs> right? that's why the yeah, yeah. So I got, I mean, it would have been like nobody wants to see Ivy throw a butterfly in this thing. Okay, like, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you know. That would have helped the creep factor, though. Yeah, well... First she pulled off its legs, and then she tossed it in. <laughs> Thanks for letting me play with your kitty, sacrifices a kitten. <laughs> oh. oh. We're getting a little punchy. Okay, this part definitely is just verbal. I'm not writing it right now. No, tra- no transcription of this episode ever. <laughs> right now, we do not give our consent for anybody to transcribe this episode. Don't quote us, or we'll sue. <laughs> Before someone so, sues us. So this one's not ending up on YouTube. <laughs> right. So she does make a demonstration with said scorpion. <laughs> so she she drops it into the, the box, and this sort of mysterious cloudy mass just decimates it. And it keeps going until archives sort of, the archive stops it with a few words. And we learn that it's Mordite, Deathstone. It is anti, anti-life, anti? Anti, anti, either one. Anti, anti. Either, either. Either, neither. It is anti-life from outside and not of this world. Outside with a capital O. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense at all, because if it's in Wrigley Field, it's got to be part of this reality, right? Well, it is now. Can't, can't be there if it's not there. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Susan's like, oh, like, extraterrestrial. So this is the interesting thing, because Harry's the only one that sort of reacted to it. But apparently the others do, because Ortega says something about it. So I'm like, apparently you've heard of it, just none of them recognized, I guess, what it was. But yeah, he's like, no, it's out outside of our, like, not just this world, not extraterrestrial, but of the galaxy, the universe, it's not. And I used the word before when you tried to re- what Cthulhu is. What's, um... Cthulhu? Yeah, 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 um... What's the reference to... There's a whole genre on it. Lovecraft? Yeah, Lovecraftian is what? Oh, oh, oh shoot, something horror. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used it when we with the first version of this. Did you? I did. The, you didn't write it down? No. I Cosmic I, horror? I wish I remembered no. what. Um, it's the type of monster. Eldric? Eldric, yeah. It's, oh. it, this, it's oh, very Eldric yes, horror I do type remember thing. you saying that yeah. now. Yes, Eldric, outside of reality. Alternative dimensions. Yeah. Or this is like the upside down. Upside down. If, if oh, more see, Stranger things, things is your, your this is the thing though is like like would you did you break a hole in reality to get this? Did you like create a copy version? Well, yes. Yeah, so you're like, saying that it can't. So I'm like again, I I'm gonna have to assume it's a little bit like same thing where like scorpions. Scorpions are not native to here. They are from outside, of, but you could bring a scorpion into here. So I'm going to assume it's that same. Like, it's not of our reality. It doesn't naturally occur <laughs> here. But obviously, there must have been some way to bring it in. So it's, yeah, like you say, it's now part of our, but it's, it's in our reality, but it's not a part of our reality. Mm-hmm. And besides being a great plot device on, on Butcher's part, why would why would the archive choose that particular thing as a weapon? 
I'm like, okay. Well, we should, well, and Thomas is all right because he's like, ooh, it looks like a like an inky soap bubbly thing, like and it's all yeah, like if so, you're like a fucking like master classman little seven year old, at some point you're just like, I just want to see shit that's cool. So, yeah, I'm I bored, got, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. This is a, this has never been documented before. Let's yeah, do let's it. Let's do this. Well, for starters, nobody else's can like as interfere because like Thomas is like, ooh, what's this? And Harry like slaps his hand out of the way. He's like, don't touch, dumbass. When we say death stone, I mean death stone right it sucks all the life out of you right so nobody else susan's gonna be like well let me get in here mm-hmm. you know what i mean like anybody else tries to interfere they're gonna kill True, themselves yeah. by it's trying. a really good deterrent so yeah ivy's Cheating. like well i'm the only one that like you guys don't even know what this shit is apparently you know let alone have any control over it and blah 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 so and this must be a test be- of wills this is a harsh harsh test this is right? a harsh harsh test because yeah exactly it touches you and you're there's like i say there, there's no like oh photo finish like did you see who it's like well, yeah, one first person. person. One person is just dead now. Yeah, yeah. I guess it touched them. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, Fleur to find winner. I guess there. This will. one has a hole in his body now. Yeah, exactly. Hey, when that happens. So yeah, so that way it is a very powerful thing that yeah right. you can't fuck around with it otherwise. And to like, be fair to Ivy too, them. like if you're, I mean, for all intents and purposes, these two are representing both sides of the war entirely right now, right? Yeah. And it, that's not something to be messing around with. This is, isn't just one tiny little skirmish of a battle. This is supposed to be a huge event for the war. Either it's going to delay the war a for very months, or at least fact. set up a fucking safe zone, neutral territory within Chicago. Like, this has a lot of merit and a lot of heavy and a lot of whatever writing on it. Yeah, it carries But yeah, like, it makes sense that Ivy wouldn't mess around with this. It's like, you guys are at war right now. If we're doing this, it's gonna be fucking hard and it's gonna be intense. It's not gonna be rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, a a very solid, very hard line that she's drawing. You guys aren't playing a game, neither am I. You wanna be at war so bad? Let's be at fucking war. Yeah, yeah. And can I pet your kitty after? Also, I'm seven, so. Even if you die. <laughs> I'm really cute while I do all that. <laughs> She's, Mr. Dresden, if you don't come out of this, you get to get the Can I? Just, just saying. Just wondering. I hope you die so I get the cat. Yeah, all of a sudden, Eddie's like, ooh, why was I fucking for her? She, she actually secretly put in crayon in that, that document. That, like, <laughs> writes his own form. <laughs> All, all Dresden's kitties bequeathed to <laughs> the archive. She doesn't have a name on paper. <laughs> she has a little birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Oy vey. So, so this battle begins. Hmm. It, yeah. Oh, and the, the the seconds. What is their point even? Because like it literally is their only point to set up the meeting because they're not allowed to interfere in any way, shape, or form. So I was gonna say like in Greece. Like, Kinky gets whacked in the head, and then Danny's got to fill in for him. But these guys apparently aren't, like, if Dresden starts losing, he can't just be like, hey, Susan, take over for, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, really, was their entire purpose just to set up the one meeting that... Just to make sure that somebody else is is there, like, to... So if the first guy fucks off, they still get their pound of flesh with somebody else? Like, oh, well, okay, yeah, I guess... From that, yeah, I guess it's fair. Fair yeah, enough, yeah. I guess Kinnicky get... gets knocked out before the thing, so yeah, I guess if some Dresden suddenly Charlie Browns and like trips over but the see, pitcher's okay. mound and knocks himself out, this is the problem with Susan being Harry's friend, though. Is like the whole point of having a second is if something happens to the first, and in Dresden's <laughs> world, people should keep happening in the second. Shiro, he wanted Michael, he ended up with Shiro. Yeah. Now he's got Susan. Like <laughs> this is like your you you, you don't want to do any favors. Well, I don't know. You either don't want to do any favors for Dresden or you never want to say no to doing a dresser. And same thing with, with Papa Wraith here or whatever, right? Like, Thomas. Like, what kind of... Um, He's been relation- surprisingly effective. <laughs> well, yeah, 
<laughs> if he dies, I don't care. How does, but he keeps doing things, so okay. How does Team Ray still have any allies or whatever, though? Like, how is he still in Ray? Because he's like, the whole thing with Bianca is Bianca's like, hey, I'm moving up in the world. I'm a big, powerful red court. Hey, Mr. Leader, King of the Ray, White Court, come. And he's like, mm, I'm going to send Thomas, because mm, I don't really give like, a shit about so you. So passive-aggressive. Like, yeah. super. And then, and then Ortega's like, I'm going to show up. We're going to have this big duel. Let's be like vampires against vampires and show them that, you know, we're not going to take all this sitting down. He's like, ah, I'm going to send Thomas. <laughs> well, and they can't call a, they can't call Papa Wraith on it, because they'd be like, are you insulting my family honor? How dare Thanks. you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it is funny to think, like, Papa Wraith has been in charge for who knows how long, and he just keeps sending sons, right? And it's like, eventually you guys are going to get the hint, right? Or is it just rude to not send an invitation? <laughs> he just keeps reproducing to replace the ones that he's, like, killed. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I don't know how he still has any, like, you know, because exactly, it's like, everybody knows it's like this open but not said secret kind of a thing that yeah he's basically snubbing his nose at every time he's so i'm like what what events do you actually show up to that are like you know it's like this is what you know you're like oh tom you know they're studying thomas again like i was like i'd be like if the red court i'd be like fuck you wraith we're not yeah. <laughs> like why do you ask him for anything now open invitation or, to everyone except thomas <laughs> or does he have like certain like yeah like there's certain red vampires that you agree to help out it's just you don't like i don't know what it is but yeah i was like i don't know it is quite like, funny it's, it's yeah <laughs> I do love that that the archive when she's explaining uh, the whole how this will work with with using will uh, to to determine how the yeah. the Mordite will de- like the, the, yeah. you have to kill the other opponent with it, and then the ex- the seconds will observe and are not to interfere. But then she goes to the to the extent of dumbing it down for Thomas. <laughs> Okay, because five seconds ago, Thomas was like, ooh, pretty soap bubble. <laughs> don't touch, don't touch. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, Great. don't, yeah, interfere and he'll kill you. Oh, gotcha, pumpkin. <laughs> it's like, thanks. You're, Thomas, you're lucky you are pretty because you're lucky that Ivy doesn't just slap you across the field right now, too. Thomas, you don't deserve that disrespect. Gotcha, pumpkin. <laughs> but, yeah, I know because he's only made it so blatantly clear too that thomas like doesn't give a shit about you know what i mean like it's not even like even if you're saying like papa wraith is like insulting you by sending it but you're like even thomas doesn't give a shit you know what i mean oh he like, thinks it's funny for you, the yeah most part. you know you've got absolutely no backup because thomas is like <laughs> he gets to show up and be like want a drink <laughs> sucks yeah. to be you yeah i'm yeah. here yeah what up yeah yeah it's like, he's like the salt shaker on the wound like oh <laughs> totally he's right like, he takes pride in that shit yeah so yeah she probably doesn't really need to dumb it down for thomas because thomas is like i don't get interfere anyways but okay cool yeah. <laughs> whatever you say little girl <laughs> oh now you've given oh sorry ortega i was totally gonna jump in there but you said i can't <laughs> it gives her at least a little bit of a sense of humor she's like and for the <laughs> yeah. For those of us in here, I'm just like patronizing this from a regular child, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So yeah. So this is basically it. Raise your right hands and let. And so wherever there's, because we haven't seen them be appointed. So I was like, I hope you guys, because if, if you're just kind of like randomly standing there, and she's like, okay, there's your starting point. You're like, no, 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 wait. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, they like, do. They have a little like, bit of a. Where's our take our ten steps back or yeah, something? Yeah, she's yeah. Just basically, like, hey, guys, put your hands up, and she lobs the Mordite into the middle of it. And then they do prep a little bit. Like Ortega gets to put a defensive bracelet on, and Harry, oh, yeah, Harry downs his anti- anti-venom, like in that's yes, in a very classic <laughs> sense, belches it up. <laughs> classy dress, real mm-hmm. classy. And then, the, and, then that, and this is where everybody like takes their their positions, and Thomas with his flask, of yeah. course. Like, well, we're gonna go <laughs> sit on the bench. <laughs> 
He's more like the yeah, peanut it's... gallery out there instead of a second. <laughs> oh god, right? Like, yeah. Ortega brought his own posse, right? And That's, they didn't he had get like two or three people in his car. Yeah. Okay, like I was like, yeah, like he brought other vampires though yeah. with him when he arrived, right? And like yeah. they didn't get to go in the golf cart. They had to walk themselves <laughs> to the stadium. Some, some go through security, give their tickets. <laughs> They've got the driver with like detailed description of his glasses. I was like, maybe he'll come up again. <laughs> no, no, some guy with just, amber glasses just disappears. He's afraid of Harry. Cool. He's a side note that got deleted. Right. He's possible. Boring. I meant to come. Whoops. They don't have to go through security because there's no event. I know. But so. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get a golf they tour. Have, they just didn't get a golf tour, but yeah, at least they don't have to like yeah present tickets to anybody. Right? Where's your tickets to the duel? Uh, <laughs> left them in my other bandolier. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> they had to get tickets to fucking Bianca's. I'm sure Ortega could have sprung if he wanted to, okay? This, this is, where's one of these perfect opportunities, you know, where it's like, oh, we're going up against dresses. Like, I would pay money to see that. It's like, yeah, could have. Yeah, you know what's funny? Because that Taylor Swift's doing this international tour right now. And people were um, predicting Taylor when Taylor Swift is, is doing this international doing tour. This. Okay, see, I heard is suing his international yes. tour. Anyways. Yes, so people were predicting where she was going to perform next due to just massive stadiums around the world being blocked off, but without an assigned event. And they'd be like, hmm, this stadium is booked for like this whole weekend, but it doesn't say what for. People like, bet you it's Taylor Swift coming here, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha, and they'd be gotcha. like, Harry should just be like, all right, are there any unknown events booked for Wrigley Field? Am I about to be scheduled to a battle like in the next two weeks? Like, <laughs> Wrigley's been booked out for jam. midnight tomorrow and it's a full moon tomorrow. I'm feeling timing. very afraid right now. Once again, is this the power of the archive? Let me just redo your calendar here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we got a booking right here. That's free. We yeah. got a booking right here. That's free. Oh, and, and the, the, the janitorial staff will not be there. <laughs> you guys all got a day Harry, off. did you know that our tag is at Staples right now <laughs> making invitations to your funeral? <laughs> hey, Harry, uh, Bianca's getting your grave and... Uh, She's got, uh, there's a receipt card here. right now. <laughs> she paid $237 for it, so... That's mm. it? <laughs> <laughs> There's Ivy, and she's be like, "Oh yeah, Wiggles, you canceled on me." Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, off the schedule. <laughs> Canceling you. Like, what happened? All our bookings. Yeah, doing yeah. stuff the archive. <laughs> See, this is the thing that would be great about Ivy is like, like she doesn't have to wonder if Walmart has her favorite cookies, and she's like, "Oh yeah, they got seventeen on stock right now." Oh, but the Safeway's a dollar cheaper. <laughs> She's like the ultimate coupon clipper. <laughs> yeah, she just knows. Like, okay, the Sunday Times today has a really good coupon on shampoo. <laughs> I went shopping and I came back with fifty bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, so the duel does commence, and 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 the archive activates the sphere, and Ortega is the one that takes the big first wild and strong blast of will, like this big giant swing, and and. And Harry takes some time. He can't quite get it until it finally stops about five inches away from him. And he finally is able to stop like, it. Yeah, was, yeah, wasn't expecting Ortega to... Because, again, he's all, like, trying to do the magic-y and the will thing. Like, sure, if this was a physical fight, he knows Ortega's got the... But, yeah, wasn't expecting Ortega to know, whoa, shit, we're starting. <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah, has, a, has him take a moment and catch that shit before... Well, yeah, <laughs> and it's just super strong. Like, <clears throat> And not only that, but, like, he's totally on the offensive, too, with, like, his words. He wants to cut Dresden down because he's suddenly starts naming specific people that his vampires are going to kill if Harry wins. He's well, like, well, he, for, well, first of all, he's just like, don't make it harder on yourself. Just like lay down and die. I was trying to give you some dignity. Just, you know, <laughs> this is, this is your way out. Do it. 
And when Harry's like, I don't want you, then just, yeah. I don't do anything with dignity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this is where the taunts begin. <laughs> and yeah. And I'm going to kill this guy and this guy. Oh. He, he's talking about Max. He's talking about the Knights and Charity. He's like, I know about fucking Ebenezer, the, the Alphas at the university. Fucking, fucking the guy you apprenticed under for the Nick. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, he knows so many more and, names. Yeah. Not even You just, said you weren't going to do that. I lied. Yeah. It's like, but, but. That's why I agreed. You said you wouldn't. Oh, shucks. Yeah, right. And this is the problem, too, is like like reverse engineering who the fuck you think is on your team. We mentioned this several chapters back is like you don't know exactly who you've spoken to after all these years and all the random little clients that came through for one thing or another. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. But if you were to, like, sit down and make, like, a fucking wedding list, right? That's already a hard task to do. Like, who's the most important 50 people or most important 100 or 150 or whatever, right? Or who's just going to whine the most. <laughs> yeah, Either way. But then to determine what yeah. list Ortega thought was important to you, right? Because I'm sure if Harry were to sit down and be, like, the most important people, it'd be, like, 10 or less people, right? Yeah. But when you've got everyone you've ever interacted with or spent any amount of time with as well, it's like... You know, Max probably wouldn't have been on his list, but he is now. Ortega's no, decided but, that that's a significant enough relationship, right? Yeah, exactly. If you're thinking, like, yeah, who's in your circle? You're like, oh, well, yeah, my barkeep guy. Like, I like him. He's a good, but yeah, you're not necessarily expecting that some like, you're gonna vampire have... assassin is going to go gunning for Yeah, like, exactly. You're, you're coming like, from my favorite waitress? What? Yeah, right? Yeah. That's weird. Like, that's weird, dude. You shouldn't know that. <laughs> At the same time, though, if Tanzan has half the relationship with this waitress that Dresden <sighs> does with his then act, you know. Think about it. Actually, some the of only, my favorite people are waitresses. The only home-cooked meals he gets. <laughs> he eats SpaghettiOs at home with Mr. Okay? <laughs> I couldn't open with a can opener. I gotta go out for it. Right? But, yeah, no, it's insane. And it is, like, who he lists off here. You know, like I said, even the Alpha. It's like, okay, we've seen them a couple times. We've only seen them a couple. But, again, we know how much they, quote-unquote, hero-worship Harry mm-hmm. and... You know what I mean? And again, they're a bunch of pimply college kids. You know what I mean? Like, they probably haven't even graduated yet between book four and book five. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, book two and book five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's all of a sudden just very... It's probably a good thing that it wasn't more contemporary and, and like, there's social media out there. So, like, Ortega would be like, let me grab your friends list. Can you imagine if Harry was, like, Thomas? Like, Thomas probably has, like, a thousand, like, you selfies. Know, <laughs> go, well, nobody, like, he goes to parties and he ha- you know what I mean? Like, Thomas is out there and social and his friends and whether they're you know, enthralled mm-hmm. by his psychic goodness or yumminess or just whatever, but you know what I mean? Like, Thomas knows a lot of That's people. That's why they're going after his clients. They ran out of people after, like, 12, and they're like, oh, <laughs> we had a lot more thugs than this. Thomas doesn't know anybody. Or, Harry doesn't know anybody. Like, right. dude has, like, five friends. Yeah. Like, just... Well, and, and this is where, like, Ortega really makes the, the big mistake, because... Because Dresden is very protective of the people this he is loves. Thing. So this is just fuel, and complete fuel for him. Like he, mm-hmm. he he's now angered that he's been, like that they're they're threatened. So. Fuel to the fire. This is the typical like I don't know if this is actually on the Evil Overlord list because I feel like I did read it once way back when. But should be. It's like the same thing about not like monologuing about your and then like revealing all your plans. It's like. Every time you try and psych out the good guy by, th- you know, you just piss him off and make him angry, and now he's going to come at you ten times as hard. 
Like it, it really seems like the odds are. Well, like, Harry really uses that. Always has used can, that. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can psych him out, but seems like more often than not, it always fucking backfires. You're like, now you just made me mad. And exactly for Harry specifically, because we know that again in general we talk about like when we're pissed off or whatever. You know, like um, you know, can you run faster, scared than you can mad or whatever? You know, and it's, it's his, like it's savior complex. Like so, if you're gonna come after his friends, he definitely is gonna like well, step up and be the savior of his friends. Well, that, but I'm talking more just specifically with his power. Like, Harry talks about using his emotions and things specifically to fuel his match. So we're, like, when we talk about physical, like, same thing, you know? Like, you're like, oh, you get really mad and you, like, accidentally you know, rip the handle off your cupboard and say, cause you know, you didn't know you were opening it that hard or something like that. You know, I'm like, yeah, you have that general, but I'm like, Harry specifically, we're not even talking about just like, you have X amount of muscle mass. Can you psych yourself up into using it more? It's like Harry literally feeds all of his magic with whether he's happy or sad or angry or, you know, so he, <laughs> and like, I think he all of his biggest, biggest strikes up to this point have been anger fueled. Well, yeah. Well, cause that's a strong else. emotion. That's a strong offensive, like on the offensive. Mm-hmm. Emo- exactly. If you want to attack. So yeah, same thing like at Bianca's right or fear but like this I think the anger's already been higher on that level Mm -hmm. is spiking that up too because again fear can sometimes cause that freeze reaction that you're right when you just start getting mad you generally are still thinking clearer than when you're afraid kind of a thing like it can still cloud your but yeah yeah, so I think that's... Like one like, emotion fuels into another, emotion fuels into another, and then, you know, you got problems. Yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like for both of us, right? Or most of us, right? If you're getting down and frustrated, it's it's harder. Once you're like, hey, fuck this, I am going to end, boom, <laughs> shit gets done or whatever, right? So, yeah, Harry's like, boy, did you just say the wrong thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're trying to psych me out, boy, I'm going to mess you up. And he tries. It's like, he's pushing against him. He's like, getting closer and closer and closer. And he's like, motherfucker, like, that's it. I'm done. I'm tired of this shit. I want it over with. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, he can see, like, Ortega's working for it now. He's the one that's straining to keep it away from him while Harry pushes it. Yeah. He's like, and then, cheater of the cheats. Mm-hmm. Mr. Floppy Arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. That that doesn't look... What's, what's wrong with your arm? It doesn't... <laughs> Sorry, I wish I could get, like, video of you doing that. We'll just have a GIF. And that'll be... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the whole episode My advertising. <laughs> My this is why I talked about this episode. It's funny because when her arm goes floppy, so does the rest of her. It's <laughs> uh, so. my days off, okay? I deserve to wear something that's not a uniform. <laughs> Stop picking on me. That's fine. It's just, as you said before, you just can't do fast movements. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so at this point, Ortega's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, just take it for the team and just lay down and die. That's one more thing, too, though. Yeah, like, his manifesto or whatever like that, the whole, like, I'm willing to die for this, if as long as I take you out with me, I don't give a fuck about this war needs to be delayed right now. I volunteered to be the one to do it. Let's fucking do this, bitch. Like, yeah. Don't care how I have to cheat. Don't care which of your friends I gotta fuck up. So yeah, so Harry's getting there. He's getting closer. And, uh, Mr. Ortega pulls a gun. Yeah, so this is the thing, right? So Ortega sticks it through his belly. Well, yeah, this is kind of okay. So you gotta worry. We're talking about like this whole flesh mask kind of thing, but I'm like, and again, Ortega was described as being like kind of fit and whatever. So I was like, how do you? How much room do you have in there that you can like pull your arm out of your like fleshy arm socket and like wriggle it around inside your? Without anyone seeing under this short little jacket, right? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, and this is why, like, if you're a supernatural creature out there in the world, you've got to let us perform autopsies on you. I know the whole like don't let the humans find out because they're gonna do testing you we got, have questions 
questions. We have questions. You, you have, have no choice. I need your body in anatomy textbook. I'm sorry. You just I, go yeah. submit yourself to Area 51. You have no option. Please, please, please. Yeah. We. we I need, need to, to know how these vampire <laughs> skin suits work compared to other supernatural skin suits. Yes. Yeah. It's come up a lot, and we're only five books in. And it's ew. different every time. You need. Yeah, yeah. Definitely you. But also, <laughs> how do you? Put I mean, is he more like spandex, where it just you know? Oh, has he must... done permanent damage, and now he's got stretch marks? Yeah. Layla, <laughs> the latex lady. Yeah. <laughs> Except she was sexy. This sounds decidedly not. <laughs> and she got creepy at the end, though. <laughs> she got very creepy at the end. But yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, because any of us, I'm like, you know, you try and wriggle out of a coat. It's not how. Yeah, exactly. How yeah. is he doing all of this? And vampire, okay. Unnoticed, but vampire yeah. is cool. We do what we want. Just double jointed. But how do you? Ew, but, yeah, that's even grosser. <laughs> like, but you're not like. Because <laughs> generally, you have to. He did it beforehand. It's been a floppy arm this whole time. I apparently just noticed now. <laughs> he just he had in the br- That's why he had tucked in his coat pocket the whole time, and now in the Harry was just like, finally come out. Harry was standing up there, letting his coat billow, being cool. And our tech is like, I'd go up there, but then they'd know my arm is real. <laughs> <laughs> my arm. I stay out, out of the wind <laughs> down here. Flapping in the wind. As the golf cart's going. <laughs> He's like one of those like things outside the car. Like the wiggle the man. Auto, yeah. It's like a bicycle flank flopping along behind. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So yeah, so he's getting mad. He's like, or take it to Harry. He's like, you're just like selfish and self-righteous and, you know, like we're doing this for the right thing. Like, I don't care. I'm right, you know, because, yeah. And Harry's like, are you fucking kidding? He's like, you murder and enslave like children. Like, no. Yeah, right. And... Ortega yep. would be furious about the amount of unseriousness we're being about his duel. <laughs> he would be. He was like, what's his name? He's like, poor, he got punched down so hard. He came up as like the beginning of the biggest baddest. And then Harry's like, I. Who cares anymore? Seriously, I don't even have time for you. Like, I was really worried a minute ago, but yeah, sorry, dude. Nope. Yeah, Ortega's like, excuse me, excuse me. And like, no one is paying attention to me. Like, I am trying. Hello, war? War? Is that not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Nope. So yeah. So he's like, so Harry's pissed off and is getting closer and closer. And how does it feel? to be about to die you know and then and then you just know shit's going wrong because then Ortega just starts to smile and it's like oh why don't you tell me this concludes our episode 10.26 the good the bad the ugly thank you for listening you can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellies.ca there we have links to our other podcasts social media and other fun tidbits please subscribe if you like what you're hearing and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content we are Free Flow Rambling Conjure by it at your own risk. 